0: Hello, everyone. This is Mary Kirk with Frontrunners Innovate, and you know how we love bringing good resources to you, people who are doing fabulous things around the world. And honestly, I don't know they come a whole lot more fabulous than the lady that we have sitting with us today. Katja Iverson. Oh, my goodness. You're Danish. You're from Denmark. Yes. Uh, And so we we welcome you. Uh, I had the one occasion to get to Copenhagen years ago that didn't work out, and they sent me to South America. Whoa, totally different wardrobe change there. So um, I wished I had gone. My husband has been and says it's beautiful there. So um, welcome. You are not in Denmark right now. You said you're in Italy. So in in the out of doors where it's a little chilly. So we welcome you. Uh, I want people to know just a little bit about you as we go into this conversation. Um, everything that I can find out about you has speaks to sustainability, and so I'd say executive advisor, author, board member, global advocate on sustainability, and purpose driven leadership. Oh, I can't wait to get into that one and uh, gender equality. Uh, You are a sought after speaker. And uh, before I even read that, I knew that because you cannot be on LinkedIn and working in the spaces that I do and not come across you, okay? (laughs) You and the speaking, the moderating, all that you do. You sit on Unilever's Global Sustainability Advisory Council and UN Food Champion and Copenhagen Goodwill Ambassador. My goodness, the titles just go on. And that's just some of who she is. But we're going to find out a little bit more. We're going to dig into her background. So Katja, let's first of all, welcome. And uh, let's talk about what brought you into the work that you're doing now, because there has to be a story back there.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's all my grandmother's fault. (laughs) I love that.
0: Can't wait to meet your grandma.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I wish. Um, Well. My grandmother always fought for women's rights and for girls' rights. And she did it in a very quiet, you know, let's do it instead of talk about it way. Mm -hmm. And and kind of growing up there and with her as a role model, she came from really, really poor backgrounds. I came from a lower middle class. But she was always, you got to help others. You got to lift others up and you got to treat people right. Mm -hmm. And women need that extra lift because we are systemically being left out. And she lived that herself. You know, she never got an education because it was her brother who had to get it. She worked for women's rights to decide on their own bodies, even when it was illegal. And she uh, took my granddad through teacher's college, working seven days a week. And when it was her turn, it was not appropriate for for a teacher's wife to work. So she stayed at home, got kids, and I owe her a lot on my view on the world so her pippi longstocking and nelson mandela they are the ones i blame for what i do today (laughs) explain the
0: pippi longstocking
1: (laughs) i don't know if you know that pippi longstocking but pippi longstocking is this was the kind of a role model as a kid you know she's a a figure in literature and she's the strongest girl in the world and she has two quotes i always lean on it's one is i've never tried that i'm sure i can and the other one is if you're strong, if you have to be good, if you're strong, if you have a lot, you have to be good. And those two learnings are with me have been with me my whole life.
0: Well, thank, thank you to all of them <laughs> for bringing you to us. So where, you know, so we know it was grandma, we know, um, you know, who your role models are, but uh, where where was the first work? Where was the first job that kind of, you went, mm-hmm, this is it, I'm on the road.
1: Ooh! <laughs> when I well, first you know, can kind I of walked around, with my dad in the hand, I came from a very small village and we had really nothing, but if we worked together, we could get you know, a swimming pool, we could get a, a kind of gym facilities and sports facilities. And, and so the rule was in Denmark back then, if you could raise half the money, the, commu- the, 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 state, the state of the region would pay half. So I walked around with my dad kind of, you know, kind of knocking on doors <laughs> and, and what I learned there was even if you got a no, a no You just walked on to the next one and you learn to make the case for why this was important. And I learned at the youngest age, if you make the case and if you're persistent, you can change the world and the village. So that's kind of what we did. If if we look at look at work where I where I knew that, you know, this had to be changed. It was kind of when I was 14 and worked in a clothing factory. and I knapped, you know, kind of uh, small overalls for, for kids, and I did the same thing the whole day. Uh, and I did it as a, as a, as a study job in, in, my, in, my, um, in my vacation. But there were women who did it every day, and they were paid. They were not paid a lot. It was difficult to make a living. And then when I worked in the famous Tivoli in Copenhagen, I was a cleaning lady there, also in, also in, my, in my summer vacation between uh, when I was in university the women made 20% less than the men because they had another title. But we worked six days a week from 5 a.m. to 1, 1 p.m. And they were underpaid. So that's kind of when I knew we need, we need to change this game because uh, if we don't do it, it's, it's just
0: not fair. Well, you had that gene already in you that said, women are yeah. important and we need to look out then for And we kind of,
1: kind of started, you know, kind of
0: campaigns
1: and the <laughs> U.S., big corporates and all of that. But, you know, this is kind of where I got the fire in my belly. Okay.
0: When um, you knew that you were going to be sort of the spokesperson or the advocate and you was really going to come out to play, was there uh, a speaking engagement or something like that that happened that kind of put you on that path? Or a book? Man, I well, no. It was a book and then <laughs>
1: yeah I met, I met a woman called Jill Sheffield just when I moved to New York to work for the UN uh-huh. uh, Jill uh, Jill Sheffield uh, is is kind of mama maternal health she's kind of one who started a lot of that work and she had started she started an organization called women deliver oh. uh, and just the name of women deliver was absolutely fabulous uh, because they do more than babies yeah. uh, and, and she invited me to do a TED-like talk at one of the big Women Deliver conferences. Uh, and, and doing that, that was also where I really bonded with her and saw the, the conference. And you know, what happened was that I later became the president CEO of Women Deliver and took it from you know, eight people to 70 people and from a maternal health organization to a gender, gender equality and, and women's rights organization. What, what, I, what I learned from, from that was that if you work together and work in partnership and don't, you know, put the logo and the ego behind, but really work together, then you can get as far as you want. Uh, so that collaboration there was really what, what was the signature for Women to Deliver and, and for my life uh, and still is. Yeah. Uh, we, 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 you know, we, we, uh, we are only so big as, as individuals, but we're so strong when we're many. Yeah.
0: So let's kind of move into the work that you're doing now. I mean, can I ask you, are you on vacation in Italy or is this a a work trip that you're or both? I I took the opportunity of
1: COVID uh, and the world changing to redefine my life. Uh, When I was the president of Women Deliver, I traveled up to 300 days a year and there was not a lot. Space to have a, a personal life. Yeah. I got the opportunity to do that, and so I have decided that I mainly work virtually, so I can work from anywhere. So yeah. I have had an office, and right now I'm sitting outside on the terrace and on a little hilltop in Italy. Uh, two days ago, I sat working down the olive grove, uh, where, you know, kind of pick some olives, but also sat and had had client calls. Um, so, so what I do now is I work out of. New York, uh, Italy and the road. And then of course, visit friends and family in Copenhagen as well. But I um, I really mainly wanna c- connect with people. I do speeches and then I do advising uh, of C-suite executives on on um, purpose-driven leadership and also on diversity and inclusion because we really need to up the game there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the world has too long been owned and run by white men. Uh, and if we really want to see and we have all the data on that, if we want to see the change come, we need a lot more diversity in both the boardroom and the, and mm-hmm. the living room and, yeah. the, you know, all the rooms where the power, the power rooms. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the old, uh, you know, mindset of the woman being in the secretarial chair and that that administrative secretarial role is the only role for her. Is, is shifting some now. It hadn't shifted enough, but it's, it's, it's really it's starting to shift now. So I'm appreciative of, of seeing that happen. Lucky
1: shifting. Uh, sometimes, I must say, oh, right now with COVID, it has shifted the wrong way. Uh, we see a lot, may, way too many women fall out of the workspace and also concentrate more. I have to concentrate the unpaid care work at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also see on the positive side a lot more companies, and that's where I come in and work with companies on defining purpose, linking it to the SDGs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of in including uh equality of and, and diversity, dignity, respect, uh, and both in the planetary, but also in the people, people oh. and planet.
0: And I'm, I'm sure that's global work that you do. That's not just relegated to one country or another. No, but, uh, no. However, Yeah, so what types of, uh, let's get into the types of clients that you work with. You don't have to name names if you don't want to, but um, are they in particular industries or? I have, I've been lucky enough that, that my, my work life today is varied.
1: Uh, so I work with some of the Fortune 500 companies uh, on sustainability and purpose. Uh, but I also work with political leaders, particularly women political leaders across the globe, because if we if we look at where we need to to move things, it's in politics, yes. it's the legal part, it's the investment part, it's the private sector part, uh, and then it is both in terms of systems and structures, but also norms that needs to change. Mm-hmm. The latest, the latter part is is more difficult than 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 any yeah. of the others. Yeah. Uh, but getting the right and the right structures. So, so I, I, I have the, 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 the. I'm lucky that I can sit with some of the real, real big players, and and um, in one on ones, but also in groups, and and see, okay, how can you do business and do good, mm-hmm. and that's both in politics and in, in private sector.
0: And that's the sustainability piece is so key. I mean, a lot of people think about the the doing well and by doing good and that kind of thing, but uh, creating a <laughs> Way to to keeping it sustainable for a period of time and growing is is a whole nother issue that i'm i'm sure that you address with them but uh yeah, and
1: the sustainability goals give a really good framework for that uh in what is it that we need to and also a, a measurement framework that you can you can you can hang it on so you don't have to start from scratch and learn. You you can actually learn a lot from each other
0: excellent are there resources that you point people to when you're working with them? I and mean, since you mentioned the United Nations, are there particular resources there that you know that uh, corporations are? I think most people don't. They think NGO and, and and UN. They don't. I don't know. They think about corporations getting anything from that.
1: And you know, I've, I've 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 had the great fortune also to work with some of the the big economists and 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 some of the consultancy uh, yeah. consultancy. Um, Companies uh, to to do some of the cost benefit analysis because what I also find when you have as an advocate uh, and as an mm. as a as an advisor you, you of course need your data but you need your data that speaks to that specific field and you know so when I when I work with women political leaders I work I I use you know one kind of language some day some kind of data but when I walk into a boardroom. I um, sit with the Minister of Finance, it's, it's the hardcore economic data. And we need those investment cases just as we need the moral and the right, rights-based. Mm-hmm. The UN comes out with really good data, uh, but so does some of the consultancy houses. Uh, and, and if when we really want to change, we need, we need a lot more of that. But we also need it packaged in a way so people can feel it with their hearts and understand it with their heads so it can activate their hands. You know, there's so many five hundred page reports that never kind of actually, you know, they, they ruin my handbag when I kind of walk around with them. Uh, but but it and, to me. I carry it from place to place so I can read it when I find time, but but you yeah. know, kind of I'm good at kind of distilling it into the messages that can that can move people.
0: Wonderful. Well, you know, you seem so relaxed and, and comfortable, and I feel like the the energy you must have to put behind a lot of what you do must be pretty tremendous. So you've either figured out yoga or some other way to meditation or something to kind of keep yourself. Uh, I I think it it gives a lot of energy, you know, to, to be
1: purpose-driven. And if you look at the data around having a purpose in life and that both for company that, 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 you know, it's, it's documented that a company with a, with a strong purpose that they live, just do much better they keep the employer the people you know it, it's a it's a competition parameter you know they can attract the right people you know young people today they don't want to work in a place and, and also the former youth as us uh, we don't yeah. want to work for a company that doesn't have a purpose uh, it's 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 a total game changer today to have that it it, it 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 it's good for economy but it's also good for health and for individuals we know that people with purpose in their life and and I find mine; they are healthier, they are happier, and uh, they'll they stick around fun, longer
0: too. More fun to be around, you know. Yeah, they'll stick around longer. I think you you keep you keep your good uh, employees longer if you if you fulfill that purpose and you pay attention to what they are trying to fulfill as well. I think that's good. So when you're moving along in 2022, what is coming up? I know that we talked about the fact there's a book out, I guess, and there's also some events coming up. So would you care to share a little bit about that? Well, so first, I came out with a, with a book a couple of years ago in Danish,
1: and it's all, it's, it sells really well, and it's about women and networking, uh-huh. because we need to be better at that. We need to be better to lift each other up, but we also need to be better to be out there and network, even in the time of COVID. Uh, that book uh, is my dream to get out in English. I have the, the, the draft there, so now I'm looking for, for a publisher. Uh, it's fun uh it's it's uh, it has the data but it also it's it, it hangs myself out to dry so it's learning by conscious failures uh so so that's kind of one then the other one is that the um, leadership uh, purpose-driven leadership there's they're becoming something something more out on that uh some written pieces on that and and performances or kind of speeches
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh and then on the whole diversity and inclusion you know kind of it is it is an area where the world really needs to move uh, and and that's kind of on on all the the fronts of that on, of diversity, but also very much on the belonging side. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just about numbers and colors and 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 the different variants of of, of diversity that we need in in mm-hmm. at the highest level, but at all levels. But it's also about how do we get people to really feel they belong, mm-hmm. and you know, learning from 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 failure, and I think we all need to be, be good at reckoning where we have made wrong ourselves, uh, but also so others can learn from that and, and move move that way.
0: Is there, um, is there a new direction or more of the work that you're doing now ahead? Is there something new coming on the horizon, a new project or partnership that you, you can share?
1: I am working with, um, some very interesting people. Uh, It's, again, on Mm -hmm. purpose-driven leadership uh, and how we can transform leadership. Um, So I can't really talk too much about it yet. Uh, We have have like
0: a little
1: teeny bit, just a little trickle. And and if if you ask me, you know, kind of what is it that I need? I need some good companies to work with on it. Uh, That was the
0: next question. Yes, you need... Co- explain what you need, mean by good companies to work with on that. I need companies mid-sized mid-size that
1: really want to define that purpose and move that way. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we know the world needed, but the companies needed too, both to attract but also to keep people and uh-huh. to to, uh, to make money, uh, uh, but also because it's the right thing to do. So so good companies who want to take that route and dare uh, to jump with me and others to do that that's kind of what I'm looking for
0: all right okay uh any other types that you're looking to connect with because you know you're a networker we know that (laughs) always
1: love to 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 connect with people who also want to want to make the change happen uh so strong women and men who have also made changes in their lives uh, and have some it going and how we can how we can work together that's always always good always get, whether it's diversity inclusion, whether it's on, <laughs> on rights whether it's on the purpose driven leadership and then we are working on an element about um, technology and how we can use technology for good in terms of um, of gender equality uh, mm-hmm. right now what I have experienced and and I'm sure you have experienced it too and I know that many of the political leaders I, I work with, they experience it, is that attack on women, that we see women and 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 minorities and people who stick their neck out, whether it's journalists a human rights activists or women politicians. The online violence, the online attack, the online harassment we see is something the world really needs to deal with because it is a big democratic problem that we are excluding groups because it gets really really harsh and we know that online violence often go offline mm. so when you're being threatened with we you know where your kids go to school or this and this and this should happen to you you start thinking your public persona over once again and that's a democratic problem
0: yeah that's interesting I didn't realize it was that pervasive I mean I've seen it here and there but I didn't realize it was that big it is, it, a is global.
1: Systematic,
0: it is systematic
1: going for for example women politicians and we've seen a lot on it for on journalists and human rights activists as well
0: wow that's that's amazing um you know you speak about the women politicians i wanted to get back to that because i started my working life in the political world and um i was like 19 years old but i worked in the media office of the governor of our state and so i I spent lots of campaigns lots of you know a lot of years working in and out of uh politics but um the one thing that I, that I think is, is really interesting is the fact that you're, you're working with women politicians. And I, I think that all the things that you've been talking about really speaks to the fact that we not only need to work with women politicians, I think we need to raise up that a whole next generation, whether you're a woman or a man, or however you identify <laughs> as, you know, uh, as good governance and just you know, the holistic approach of how you look at, um, at everything, you know, gender equality being a big one. Um, just about every country outside of the United States that I, you know, deal with, um, and even in the United States, to be honest with you, uh, in some occasions are dealing with issues where women are put down to the point where there's a lot of things that are not happening for them because they're they're not allowed. <laughs> they're basically not allowed. Whether
1: it's campaign financing or whether yeah. it's you know getting getting the seats. In the budget, in the in the committees with the big budgets, yeah, you know, gotta, more, is, you so, know, oh, we'll put the women over to health and education. Yeah. It's not yeah. an economy, uh, and and that's that's just a disparity that we also need to work on. Well, and
0: until we can get to a place that we can deal with appropriately, <laughs> whether that's policies or laws and things like that, in some of these third world countries where. Um, you know, gender violence is such a a huge concern. Um, And even within families, you know, with fathers and daughters and, you know, meetings with wives and things like that. Um, I think if we, until we can get to a place where we can address a lot of that too, then the global concern is going to continue. So. uh, I work with a organization called Women Political Leaders.
1: Uh, It's a network of 12,000 women political leaders uh, and And they have a couple of really good resources that I'd like to point to. One is the Reykjavik Index that tracks norms and attitudes towards women as leaders. And I can tell you an interesting fact from that is it's going the wrong way. And it's particularly going the wrong way among young men. Mm. And more and more young men don't like and don't think women can lead. Uh, so that's kind of that's kind of one uh, one element then you have uh, also solutions what can we do about it
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, solution ma- kind of panoramas on, on what can actually be done and then there's some really good networks uh, among women politicians mm-hmm. uh, on, on supporting each other because you know they have almost to- no matter and it, it's it's bipartisan. So, but almost no matter where you are, a politician, yeah. um, this the people run into the same same issues. Uh, often, if you have a mentor that's a man, mm-hmm. certain certain things are expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not always, of course. Of course, there's a really yeah. good good he for she uh, that are doing yeah. fabulous work and i have the pleasure of working with some of those as well but but some of those resources and 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 some of those things that need to be addressed everywhere and systemically and not because people feel like hey i this is my experience but you in the sisterhood you you often find out oh i was not the only one there and that that gives strength as well
0: yeah exactly Man, I'd love to get our hands on some of those resources and share it. So if there's anything, any links or anything like that, you care to share with me?
1: Let me send you links and maybe we can put them at the end of the.
0: Interview. I would. I will definitely do that. I'll definitely do that. Um, I'm actually thinking that, um, and I, I don't know if you know. I know you've got a hundred things going on. I think it's in March, where is International uh, Women's Day, and sometime during that month, I'd love to have uh, my co-host uh, and. Business partner Ambassador Khan, who also works in gender equality for the Federation of International Gender and Human Rights, and does policy making, and has done some some work in that regard that has gone to the EU and the AU, and so she's uh, she's a businesswoman and understands a lot of what you're talking about. And would love to be involved with that. And I think we could put together a nice little sort of panel. Of I people. think great. Yeah, I think so too. I've got a bunch of great people that we could put together on this. So I'll think towards that end. (laughs) So if you will, and I'll see about uh, putting out some dates there for you and a few others. uh, And we'll we'll, we'll see if we can't put something really unique together. But thank you so much for your time today and for the resources you're going to share with us. And everybody... If you're wa- watching this on YouTube, go to www.frontrunnersinnovate.com where you'll see this interview. The audio version of this interview, the podcast version, will be embedded there as well. If you like to walk and listen at the same time, or drive and listen, and uh, we'll also have the resources and some bio information. Um, this this lady, it would be terrific for you to have to speak at one of your events. Uh, on top of that, we will. Um, we'll be happy to help connect you if you're one of these mid-size uh, companies that she's talking about wanting to get connected with so be sure to check in on that and thank you again Katja. and if you'll stay on for a minute then i'll say goodbye to everybody else so and thank you Mary, for doing something fabulous
1: you know that lift that front runner and lifting people up is just the way we are going to change the world thank you we hope so
0: <laughs> bye everybody <laughs>